0: You're listening to the Kingdom Culture Church podcast. To connect with us, hop on social media or go to kingdomculturechurch.com.au.
1: How are you, church family? Hope you're doing absolutely fantastic on this good Friday morning. I hope you've eaten lots of chocolate, hanging out with the family. We're so glad you could be with us this morning. Man, I just think this season is so interesting. We have this comparison with isolation and, and some challenges. And then today is a day and a weekend where we remember the cross, we remember Jesus. We, we live in remembrance of that. And it can almost feel like those two things are at odds at the moment, the, the amazing time of Easter where we would usually be out at the beach and with friends and gathering together. And then this isolation and this hardship, but still the message of Jesus, the thought of the cross, runs true, runs pure, and it's just an amazing time, I believe, to be in the church and to be a Christian. And this morning, I'd love to read to you a passage of Scripture, uh, a text in which there seems to be a dichotomy, a text in where there seems to be two things at odds. And so if you've got your Bible, I'd love you to turn with me to Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 27, starting in verse 15. And it says this, Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus who is called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, which of these two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, then what shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said, let him be crucified. And he said, why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, let him be crucified. It's interesting. We see these two characters in the text we see Jesus, an innocent man, a man who has done good, a man who has healed the sick, opened blind eyes, helped the lame, a man who has brought encouragement and challenge and teaching, a man who has fed thousands on the hillside, a man who has calmed raging seas. And then we see Baraba. That's how his name was pronounced in the original text. We see Baraba, a man who is a leader of insurrection, a murderer, a rebel, a thug, someone who was brought disunity, someone who has brought violence, a zealot, someone who's brought, you know, he's an ancient day terrorist. And I don't know about you, but for me, it's this text is confronting because we have innocence and purity and we have someone who is in sin. And it's so frustrating. I don't know if you've seen the movie, The Passion of the Christ, but it can be so frustrating seeing the injustice, even Pilate, even the Roman uh, you know, leadership at that time was looking on and going, this doesn't make sense. And Pilate's tactic was, I will, I will give them the worst of the worst and compare that to Jesus and surely, surely they will choose Jesus. To be set free and go. But obviously that wasn't the plan. And you know, the Pharisees, they 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 rally the, the anger and the, the want for Jesus to be crucified. When I watch the Passion of the Christ and I see uh, in you know clear visuals Barabbas standing there in chains, and you know, obviously, you know, Mel Gibson's made him look very dirty and angry and a bit crazy as well. And then you see Jesus who stands there silently it's frustrating. But then we realize the beautiful thing about Easter is that me and you were Barabbas. And Jesus came into our life and was the propitiation for our sin, which is just a fancy word of saying he took our place. And on this good Friday morning, if I could be honest with you, when I was driving here to, to film with the guys, I was, I, was, I was in tears. I was crying, thinking about the fact that I deserved what Barabbas deserved. I deserved death. It says in the Bible that the wages of sin is death. Not even the, the penalty, but the, the wages. I earned it. I worked hard for it. I was a professional sinner, man. I was good at it. I enjoyed it. I didn't deserve freedom. And you might think to yourself, whoa, us is a bit of a heavy Easter message. I'd propose to you it is the Easter message. Is that if we can replace Barabbas on that stage with us, I can only speak for me, but I was a pornographic addict. I was, I was struggled with rejection. I was a chronic liar. I used to steal things when I was a teenager. I was... Barabbas and I would of course not sit here and say you were Barabbas but what I would say is Jesus took your place so that you could be free the father had to treat Jesus like Barabbas so that he could treat Barabbas like Jesus and so it is with us on this good Friday morning Jesus took our place so God could draw us near And I think that that is a stunningly beautiful, beautiful truth that this morning as you're watching, or maybe if you're watching later, the father sent his son as a lamb to be slain so that you would get your chains taken off. And let's not mistake it. It was Jesus that set us free. You know, Parabas probably, you know, in the, in the, in the Passion of the Christ, he, he holds his chains out and the centurion opens it and he walks through the crowd of people and he's high-fiving them. But he takes a quick look back at Jesus. And in that moment, before he looks back at Jesus, he's like, the people love me. Pilate, release me, man. Everyone thinks I'm awesome. But when he looks back and he looks into the eyes of Jesus, you can tell he realizes, no, Jesus purchased this for me. This man who I don't know, who I've never done anything for, has taken my place so on this good friday morning i would ask you to remember that i would ask you to dwell on that i would ask you to think deeply on the fact that jesus has purchased your freedom and and on that note if you have anxiety if you have depression if you have things going on in your life if you're not sleeping because of the current season if you're going through things can i ask you to think on the person of jesus I want you to imagine yourself standing in chains and and maybe the chains are anxiety, maybe the chains are depression, maybe the chains are you're feeling a lack at the moment, maybe you've lost your job, maybe there's anger, maybe there's bitterness. I don't know what your chains are. All our chains are different. But friend, I want to encourage you to lean into the fact that as Pilate stands there on that audacious stage and as Jesus stands next to you, Jesus is looking at you going, my son, my daughter... I want you to be free. The Easter message is one of freedom. The Easter message, yes, it has pain and hurt in it and and suffering in the person of Jesus. He goes through all that, but he went through all of that, that you would be free. How how could we let ourselves live in hurt and bondage and pain and unforgiveness and, and disunity and distrust when Jesus set us free? Can I encourage you, friends, this morning or whatever time it is, wherever you're tuning into this, Jesus is enough. His sacrifice on the cross was enough for you. He didn't just die for everyone else, but you're called to stay in chains. If anything over this Easter period, please dwell on the cross. Please dwell on Calvary. Calvary. Please dwell on the fact that Jesus is enough for you, for your family, for your kids, in your job, in everything and every area of your life. Jesus is enough. And, you know, we're going to go into a time of of a guided prayer um, that we're going to do after this. And it's really exciting. It's a new thing that we're we're, we're doing and we think it's going to be really special to be able to focus in on Galgatha. That's the place of the cross. We're going to go in to that area. We're going to dwell and we're going to think on that. But as we, as we finish this, this devotional and this thought, I want to just encourage you this Easter. We might not be able to go to a family barbecue. We might not be able to go see a fun kids film at the movies like we usually would, or I usually would at this time. But what we can do is we can dwell on the cross. You know, Hillsong Church wrote that song, Beautiful Exchange. And ever since I've watched The Passion, I I always, when I hear that song, think of those three characters. Think of Pilate, I think of Jesus, and I think of Barabbas standing in front of those people. And I think, man, that was for me. That was for me, man. The Beautiful Exchange, where my rags became riches, where my hurt became hope, when my anxiety became peace, because the Son of God came, because he loved the world and he traded places. And I think this Easter, that's the perfect thing to meditate on and to dwell on. So we're going to go into this guided prayer now. I would encourage you to find a spot in your lounge room or in your bedroom or wherever you are, and we're going to live a couple of moments in remembrance of the cross. This time can be so frantic. We have so much going on in our minds, so much to do, so many things to sort out. In this time over Easter, I think it's really important that we stop. We take time. Some ways we can do that is to make sure we're breathing. That might sound very obvious. But sometimes during the day, it's good to simply stop and breathe. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. Be still. Be present. Make sure that we're taking time to breathe. Another way we can stop is to make sure that we're having rest. I don't just mean watching a movie or doing social things, but resting in God, thinking about the cross, thinking about the person of Jesus, spending time this Easter, dwelling on what happened at Calvary. Another thing we can do to stop is focus decide what we're going to focus on in this time. Focusing on our family, focusing on our health, and of course, focusing on Jesus, focusing on the cross, focusing on the freedom and peace that Easter brings. So to stop, we breathe, we rest, And we focus. As we continue on, I want to invite you to find a space, put yourself in a posture of humility or a posture to receive, maybe lay down, maybe lift your hands in worship, whatever works for you to focus in as we continue. I'm going to read to you from isaiah 9 6 it says for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end he will reign on the throne of david and over his kingdom To establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from that time and forevermore. This passage is not just a Christmas passage, but it is the start of Easter. What does this mean for us? It means that Jesus came for you. He came to bring freedom. He came to bring life. And he came to bring peace. Let's spend some time thanking him for what he's done. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth. Thank you, Jesus, for your love for us. Thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving my sin. Thank you, Jesus at the time of Easter. I'm going to leave space now for you to thank Jesus in your own words, at your own pace. Let's thank him. It's the Easter weekend, and we're at home, we're in isolation, but I want to encourage you that we're not alone. The person of Jesus is here with us, and he makes a way for us. We're going to read Psalm 23 together in the Passion Translation, and it says this, The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honour to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, Fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be with you. Let's take a moment to pray outwardly. This psalm is one of friendship, peace, comfort. Let's pray that over our friends and family right now Lord we thank you for your peace we thank you that you are our good shepherd Lord we pray for people in this season right now who may not know you, we pray that over this Easter weekend they would become aware of the person of Jesus they would become aware that you are their comfort you are their guidance and you are their shepherd Lord help us to drink of you so that we may better talk about you. As we close this guided prayer, we're going to spend some time soaking in a song from our house, inspired by Psalm 23. I want to encourage you to worship the Lord, find a space, get in a posture of worship, and let's lift him up together.
0: See yeah.